brother Paul Farley, he's here now. He was he was late. He had he had to work uh, some this morning, and uh, I, I appreciate brother brother Rick when he playing the guitar for us. Uh, praise the Lord. He found out we didn't have a guitar player, and he went back home and got his guitar. And we give him another hand clap. We appreciate him helping us out. Uh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You can be seated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. All right, let's remember that. Brother Kenneth's granddaughter left for Haiti this morning. Okay, all right. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's just pray for right now. God, keep His hand upon her. Hallelujah. Lord, we ask God for you to be with her right now in your name. Keep your hand upon her. Thank you, God, for your blessings each and every day. In your holy, mighty name, let the church say, Amen, amen and Amen. Hallelujah. During the Sunday school... Toward the end of it, and I know, brother, you was you, know, you was wanting you was wanting to say something. You was wanting to say, and I appreciate you for not taking my thunder. Hallelujah, I really do. But towards the end of the Sunday school, brother Darrell made a statement, and he made that statement more than once. I take seriously what I do every time I step behind this desk. And I I know the Bible tells us don't worry and that we shouldn't have worry. But I confess that I do have worry. I worry. I don't I don't worry about whether or not I'm gonna be able to put gas in my car or nothing like that. But because I honor the Lord and I love you the sheep God has entrusted to me. I always worry whether or not when I get up behind this desk, if I miss God or not, if I'm only telling you what I want to tell you or if I'm being led by God. That's my biggest worry. Because I know the gravity what this is, I, I'm not like some preachers. I don't preach to be preaching. I don't have the preacher's itch, so-called. Hallelujah. We need more men with a less of preacher's itch and a greater zeal to serve God. Amen. 
So I, I, I doubt my, I trust God. I trust His Spirit, but I doubt myself because I know there are times that I don't follow Him. But I, what I, what I just got through saying before we put up the Scripture, I want Brother Travis to put on the screen the title of the message for today. I did not get this while Brother Darrell was teaching. I'd already have I already handed Brother Travis before service an outline of my scriptures and the title of the message like I do. And that's why he got the shouting up there. Because besides me. Brother Travis was the only one else knew what I was going to be preaching on because he was up there getting it ready on the computer. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank God. I'm not going to say nothing else right now. Let's just get the scripture and let's, let's read. I'm going to be going to Second Peter chapter one, and I'm going to read the first four verses of the scripture reference today. Second Peter chapter one, verses one, two, three, and four. Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ our Lord. According as His divine power and I believe everybody knows, but just in case you don't know, divine power, that's the Holy Ghost. According as His divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of Him that hath called us to glory and virtue. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. Hallelujah. I know your heart is saddened by the passing of your close friend, brother. But God gave you something great when it allowed you the privilege of taking him down in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Whereby are given unto us exceedingly great and precious promises that by these, or by those promises, you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. You have what you need. Look at somebody and tell them that you have what you need. 
Why are we reaching for something else? Why are we searching for something else? Why are we going bonkers about worrying about something else when God has already given us what we need? Mighty God and Father of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, I come unto you thanking you, God, because you do speak unto men. I honor you this day, telling you before this congregation that I know I am nothing. I, I am nothing, Lord. I'm just a sinner saved by grace. But, Lord, you are everything. And your Holy Spirit is in every one of us who have believed and received you as Lord. And now, mighty God and Father, I'm asking that you will lay your anointing upon me to deliver this word if you have put in my spirit. That it will go out and not return void, but it will accomplish that which it is purposed. In Jesus' name, let the church say, Amen, and you can be seated. Hallelujah. The United States military is the guardian of our freedoms and way of life. From the time that the Declaration of Independence was drafted, the Continental Army under the command of General George Washington defended that declaration and our rights to be a sovereign nation. And even to this day, our military continues to defend our freedoms and livelihood against any and all who would try to devour us. Because of the importance of our military to this nation, it is necessary to train and equip every soldier who goes into battle so they can have what they need to complete the mission and return home safely. We can cut everything there is in times of hardships, but we should never cut anything going to our armed services. Should never happen. When someone goes into the armed services, they are issued the things, the gears, the weaponry that they need to fulfill the mission that they are called to. Amen. They are allotted out from the rifles and everything that they have. They are given all these things and they are equipped. 
to do all these things, they should be, when they go into combat, have full assurance they got all the backing that they need from everybody from the president on down. Hallelujah. I'd like to get into some things right here, but I'm, I'm not going to get off the message. Likewise, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ are members of the military for the kingdom of heaven on this earth. Hallelujah. The Apostle Paul, when writing to Timothy, put it this way. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 3. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. You could say that every born-again believer was drafted. Hallelujah. What I mean by that now, some of the older, the younger ones don't realize this, but those who lived under the time of the draft understand more. I remember well having to go, uh, the, the Vietnam War was going on when I turned 18, and I remember having to go into to register, and, and for, a, uh, for a long time I had to carry that draft card. Well, you can say that those of us in the army of the Lord have been drafted because He has called us into service. He's called us into active service, if you please. Because that's what the word... We are always talking about the church. Hallelujah. And the word church, the Greek word for church is ekklesia. And it means those called out. Hallelujah. We have been called out of the darkness of this world... Into this marvelous light. Hallelujah. I'm a soldier of the Lord. Hallelujah. I've been called by Him into His service. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And I need to do everything I can do to be a good soldier in His kingdom. Can somebody say amen? I don't know if I'm going to be able to preach this message without being raptured. Hallelujah. Church, when He called you, He empowered you and He equipped you with everything you need to be an overcomer and fulfill His divine mission in this world. Hallelujah. He didn't call you and send you out on your own. But He empowered you. He encrypted you. Glory to God. You received what you needed for service. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God's no respecter of person. Hallelujah. So we need to understand what, what God issues to me, He might not issue to you because my mission might not be the same as yours. 
Hallelujah. When they got ready for Desert Storm, they did not equip that army like they equipped the army when they went into Vietnam. Two different wars. The Vietnam War, they had to go into the jungles. Hallelujah. They spent most of the time spreading edge and arts and killing growth and stuff so they could get through that stuff over there. Desert Storm was just like it was. It was in the desert. It was a different type of battle. It was a different type of warfare. Church, we don't fight the same kind of battles all the time. Why? But we're always in some kind of battle. And whatever battle you're facing today, God has given you what you need. That's why I should look at Brother Paul and see some things God has given him that maybe he hadn't given me. You don't mean that God's a respected person. What it is, he's in active service just like I am, and God issues him what he needs to fight his war. And then he issues me what I need to fight mine. How many is following me here this morning, this afternoon? Hallelujah. You have what you need. He said, according as, according as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Now, I'm going to talk about those two aspects. There's more in that scripture. But I'm not going to get down into all of that today. But I'm going to talk about all. I'm going to talk about those two areas that Apostle Peter named off, giving us all things that pertain to life unto godliness, or in other words, abundant living and godly living. And I want to take a little time to talk about those two things. I want to talk about abundant living first. Again. I will rehearse Second Peter 1 and 3. According as His divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life. Church, listen to me. The God we serve is a God of abundant life. Woo! And because of that fact, He provides His children with everything needed for abundant living. Well, hallelujah, glory to God, amen. I said, amen, He is like the Bible said that He was life, and that life was the light of man, glory to God. What I'm trying to tell you today, if you ain't got Jesus, you don't have life. You're a walking dead man, a walking dead woman without Jesus in your life. Hallelujah. Lord, God, anybody without the Lord in their life is a dead man walking. Hallelujah. Glory. God, we serve as a God of abundant life. And He provides, He gives us everything as His children, everything that we need for abundant living. Hallelujah. Now, in this midst, a situation that's got the world 
tea topsy turvy. They don't. They're wringing their hands. They don't know what they're doing. I want to talk to you just a little bit today. Listen, Hallelujah, John, ten and ten. The words of Jesus. He said, "The thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and destroy." I am come that they may have life and they might have it more what? Abundantly. Glory to God. I'm talking about Brother Kenneth abundantly living. Glory to God. Now listen to me right here because I want to help somebody if you'll listen to me close. Now, let me try to help you through the Word right now. If God has given you all things that pertain to life or abundant living, and you are constantly struggling with lack of abundance, there are, there are one of three things happening to your abundance. Because you hear people all the time. I understand that scripture, Brother Sammy, did, but I don't know if I really understand it at all, what he, he said about abundant living. Because I'm constantly struggling with lack of abundance. I'm going to tell you, and I'm telling you by love, that if, if, you're, not, if you're a child of God, if you've been born again, and you, and you are not walking in abundant living, knowing I've already proved to you by Scripture that God said He's already given us, the things that pertain to life. Then we we can't jump off left field and say, well, you know, God's not doing his job because God is doing his job. So there must be some other things that we need to look into. And if you are constantly struggling with a lack of abundance, the Lord spoke to me in my spirit and gave me, said, there are three, uh, there are one of three things happening to my abundance if I'm not experiencing that. The first thing is the thief is devouring your abundance. He said, the thief cometh not but the steal. Now, I believe everybody here understands and knows when we talk about thief, we're talking, we know who that is. Hallelujah. My daddy used to call him old Slewfoot. <laughs> Hallelujah. That old liar, deceiver. Deceiving Eve from the beginning, coming to her, amen, and beguiling her and getting her to draw away from what God has told her in her life, saying that God said you shall die. Well, you know, woman, you won't die, but you'll become like God. If you are lacking in abundance, then let's start evaluating some things in each of our personal lives. Number one, the thief could be stealing. Hallelujah. I read one time in the Old Testament, I believe it was Abraham, if I'm not mistaken, had built an altar to make a sacrifice to God. And he 
cut up the sacrifice. And he laid it all out on the altar waiting for the Lord. And as he waited, amen, the vultures began to fly by. And the Bible said he had to begin to fight them off. But they, they began to come to try to devour the sacrifice that he had laid upon the altar. Somebody needs to listen to what I'm saying. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The thief, which is the devil. Listen to me now. Glory to God. Now, I'm talking to God's people. I'm talking to born-again people. I'm talking to people who've been filled with the Spirit. Hallelujah. See, God's got a calling on your life. He's got a ministry for you. Hallelujah. God I gave it to you at church. Oh, but the thief will go to send the vultures your way. Amen. When you're unexpectedly to try to devour your sacrifice from right off the altar that you laid for God. He will steal everything that ain't tied down. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. He'll uproot and take off everything that ain't locked down. Glory to God. How do I, how do I lock it down, Brother Sam? You're talking some spiritual things here. Glory to God. Well, when I let up on my prayer life, I'm taking some locks off my sacrifice. Hallelujah. When I deliberately go against what the Word of God teaches me in my life, that how I should live my life and conduct my life and to conduct my relationships, hallelujah, I am leaving my sacrifice, my talents, and my calling, everything open and untied down for the devil to steal and take away. God is talking to some people in this house today. Hallelujah. We tie down our blessings, our abundance, and everything that we have by God. We, we keep them tied down and protected from the thief by our prayer, by our reading of God's Word, by feeding it into our being, by living our life the way God tells us to live our life. And when we get away from that then our abundance, whether it be callings and talents or whatever it may be, we leave them unprotected for the thief to come to steal and to carry away. Well, if it's not the thief stealing your abundance, if you know pretty well of a surety that maybe the thief hadn't devoured your abundance, then number two, you could be living under a curse. You could be living under a curse. Even though you are a child of God, even though you are spirit-filled, you could mess around and get yourself under a curse. How can you do that, Brother Sammy? Now, I didn't give him this scripture. But this is something that the Lord just quickened in my spirit. 
He said, bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open unto you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing that there will be not enough room to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. Oh, the thief has been coming, amen, to devour my blessings, to devour the things that God has given unto me. And I don't have no protection against them because I hadn't been given God what His due is. Now, I'm just not talking about the tent because what I just read to you is from the law. Amen. I don't live by the law today. But the Bible says under the New Testament, let every man give as God has prospered him. Glory to God. It ain't got nothing to do with your salvation. It don't mean you're going to be lost if you don't give money to God. But you're going to be cursed. And your life will be blessed. And you won't prosper and be in abundance if you don't give God His promise. Believe me, I've tried it both ways. He said, I will rebuke the devourer. Hallelujah. So, if you've been giving God His due, and let me tell you something. Like I said, we're not just talking about out of the wallet here. But I'm going to tell you something. Every one of us just come out of this past week. And we're here today. We're sitting here. Although we may, different one of us has got health issues in her body, but yet we are here. You're not in a hospital right now. You're not on a ventilator right now. Your family ain't waiting in some waiting room wondering whether or not you're going to live or die. So God has blessed you this past week. He's blessed you. Hallelujah. He's given you things that you couldn't give. And so, not only do you owe God a little bit in your pocketbook, but you owe God a little bit of praise. Hallelujah. And if you dare, if you dare come to God's house, and you sit back through worship and you don't praise Him and you don't honor Him and you don't give God His due. God, and God, when you go out of here and the fire comes your way, God will stand back and He'll look at you because you didn't give God what was on Him. Somebody listen to this preacher. I'm going to praise Him. I'm going to magnify Him. I'm going to glorify Him. I say this a whole lot. And I know it don't get through to some people. I wished it would, not only for their own good, but for mine, so I can leave it and go on to something else. But when we come to God's house 
and we enter in to the worship service after Sunday school is over with. Or if it's no Sunday school, if it's a Sunday night or if it's a Wednesday night. And we enter into worship. Please, please, and if you have to, to write this down to remember it, write it down. The worship service is God's part of the service. If God don't get nothing during the worship service, God don't get nothing in the service. What I'm doing right now is not doing nothing for God. Because he already knew what's going to be right now. We've, we've seen that a while ago. This is for our benefit. God don't get nothing out of the preaching. The preaching is for you. That you might grow in your faith. The Bible said faith cometh by hearing and hearing by what? Glory to God. So you are getting something right now. Did you shortchange God a little while ago? My, 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 you might be the devourer out there when you leave here. Man, I'm going to tell you something. If I thought I shortchanged God in the worship service, I'd get up right now and make a lap around the place of God. I'm going to do something. Because there's all kind of devourers outside there. And they lay wait, ready to ambush people. <laughs> but I come out of worship service even though I was tarred in body. And believe me, I've done, I, I know what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I was pretty busy all day yesterday, and I'm going to tell you something. I can tell today that I'm an old man. I'm sore from the top of my head to the sole of my feet. Man, my body's hurting right now. Hallelujah. But I ain't going to leave this place without giving God His due. I'm going to give Him the praise. I'm going to worship Him. I don't care whether or not the music is played right. I don't care whether or not they play the song that I like or I hate. Because it ain't about the music. It ain't about the song. It's about my God. I don't like all that contemporary junk. Why can't they sing the old songs? The songs we should be singing are songs that magnify Him and glorify Him and lifting Him up. That's the type of songs we should be singing. So, even though I didn't feel like it in my body, maybe I was hurting. I give God praise. I give God His due. I don't shortchange Him in worship. And then I'll leave here and I'll walk right slap dab into a devour. Trying to devour something. God has already told me that He's going to rebuke him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. My Lord, I, I can remember a long time ago when I was younger, I used to thought I had I I had to do all this kind of fighting the devil. Bless God, I'm going to go right up to the gates of hell. I'm going to kick down the gates of hell. Well, really. 
Pentecostal people lay like talking like that. But they don't have they don't have good Bible understanding when they do that. Glory to God. You know the old adage back when I used to work as a mechanic for a living I had a motto. My motto was this if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Some people try to create a problem. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Glory. Amen. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, help me. Hallelujah. You know, we create things. Bless God, I'm just going to go and I'm going to kick down the gates of hell. Why in the world do you want to do something you don't have to do? I told a man here at the missionary conference the other night, he was a Bible teacher, strong man of the Scriptures. Uh, he, he's one that you gotta be you got to be sharp when you talk to him because, man, he'll catch you in a New York minute. And so I always tread lightly when I'm around him. I want to make sure I'm under note when I say anything. Hallelujah. Glory to God, because I know as long as I'm under the note when I'm talking, it's going to come out all right. Hallelujah. I looked at him. I walked by and I looked at him. He's sitting back here. I called him my name. I said, Brother, you know what? I said, The more I study and the more I read God's Word, the more I realize how little I know about it. We can we can talk all this stuff about homin, uh, homiletics and hermeneutics and and all this kind of junk that uh, uh, we studied. And I spent four 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 years going to class and a lot of picking up all the stuff. And you know something? I ain't never used none of it while preaching the gospel. Hallelujah. Solomon, the wisest man that ever lived, said the principal thing is wisdom. Hallelujah. A lot of people have got knowledge, but they don't have wisdom. In other words, they don't, what my dad used to say, they don't have horse sense. Lord of God. You can have, you can have, all, you can have a head full of book knowledge, but you don't have no common sense. You don't have much. And why in the world? Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to what I'm saying. Believe me, I'm going to get to it. Sister Donnelly says, my old time said, you just go on and on and on. Why don't you just say it and get be done with it? <laughs> Why in the world is it not necessary for me to be try to be all macho and walk up to the gates of hell and try to knock down or kick down the gates of hell? It's because the Word of God says when Jesus came out of the grave, He come out carrying the keys of death and hell. Yeah, right. Am I not right? And we're worried about the devil when he don't have the keys to his own house. Lord to God, the devil don't even have the keys to his own house. And you worry about him, mighty God, mighty God. Jesus got the keys. All we got to do is we want to get there, go on in. But I don't know about you. I don't care to be going in there anyway. 
Hallelujah. I got to go. I got to move on. So uh, if we're not experiencing that abundant living, if we're struggling with things, we got to, we got to find out what it is. Maybe a thief has devoured something. Maybe we're living under a curse because we're not doing exactly like we should do for God. Or the third and final thing, you have not learned how to appropriate your abundance. You haven't learned how to appropriate that abundance God has given you. Somebody says, please tell me what you're talking about, Brother Sammy. Well, maybe you'll understand if I tell you like this. You got the abundance. You got everything you need. But if you go around, if you go around talking negative talk all the time, there's power in your words. You get up the first thing in the morning, man, this is going to be another bad day. You've already sealed your fate. You've already sealed your fate. It amazes me how some people who are supposed to be Holy Ghost-filled people always expect the worst in every situation. And when you do that, you're not appropriating the abundance that you have in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, I, I get up probably about as early as anybody does around here, and I go in there uh, after I get ready in my shower and everything before I, it's time for me to leave the house. Uh, I'm back in an in a, in a easy chair there in the den, and I, I do my daily uh, uh, Bible reading and read uh, the chapters in the Word that, that I read and everything, and then I begin to pray. You know what I pray? I say, Lord, I claim this day everything that you say I am. I ain't going to sit there before the sun gets up and say, oh, man, I know I'm going to have another bad day. I know everything is going to go wrong. I'm going to have trouble with so-and-so on the job. You're not appropriating the abundance God has given you. You are, you are sitting there, and the devil's laughing at you. He's saying, Lord of God, I ain't going to have to do nothing. That fool's killing his own self. Hello, somebody. I, I, in, the, in, the, in the quiet of the morning, when nothing else, everything else is, is silent, and I can't hear nothing but some, maybe some roosters crowing outside in the distance. I say, Lord, I claim this day everything that you said in your word that I am. That I'm a child of the king. That I'm the head and not the tail. Lord, I claim today that I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be a lender, not a borrower. Oh, hallelujah to God. Amen. Oh, since I started praying that, I have told a big difference in my life. Glory to God. There's power in the words you speak. Even Jesus says, by your own words shall you be justified, and by your own words you will be condemned. 
So don't talk all that negative garbage out of your mouth about this bad thing and that bad thing. And then when you come back to church, get up and testify. Pray for me. The devil's been on my case. The devil ain't been nowhere around you. You're so pathetic, you don't want him to come close to you. Hello. Glory. Start speaking some power in your life. Speak victory in your life. Do you believe that the Holy Spirit lives in you or not? Then if the Holy Spirit lives in you, the Word of God says that God has the power to call those things are not as though they are. So if that power is His and it's in me, guess what, sweetheart? Lord and God, hallelujah. There might not be everything going right in my life, but i got the power to speak something in my life. I can speak something there that's not there. So that's it. He has given you. You got what you need. And if you're not experienced that abundant living, take a little time to check things out. Is a thief devouring what you got? Are you living under a curse? Or have you just learnt, not learned how to appropriate what is there by speaking negative all the time? Hallelujah. Let me move on. Now, I told you I was going to talk about two things. He said the first was abundant living. The next thing is godly living. A lot of folks like the abundant living, but, man, that's another story when you talk about godly living. That gets a little close to home here. Godly living. Second Peter 1 and 3. According as his divine power hath given unto us a double L, all things that pertain to life, not only life, but also godliness. Well, you just can't live right in this world. Hallelujah. Brother Harrison, boy, he used to like to get in on that, didn't he? Hallelujah. Amen. God has given you everything you need to live an overcoming life. But as the song that, uh, that that group used to sing, we used to have them uh, do singings years ago for us. Um, oh, uh, Airborne from Dixon. You gotta have a want to. Hello, somebody. Yeah. Amen. You gotta have a want to. God has given us everything. Amen. That pertain to the godless. Listen. The God we serve desires all his children to be first class in everything they do. We're king's kids. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If we're king's kids and we represent the king of kings and the Lord of lords, then we ought to walk around this life, amen, showing a little bit of some kind of dignity towards our Father. Hallelujah. 
What are you talking about, Brother Pruitt? I'm going to tell you what I'm talking about. There are some things that I shun from doing. There are some places that I don't go, not because I feel condemned out of doing them or feel condemned out of going, but I know who I belong to, and I wouldn't dare do nothing to bring anything against my Father's name. He's done so much for me that I cannot tell it all. I cannot tell it all, but I cannot tell it all. Well, He's done so much for me. Glory to God. You know what? Because He's done so much for me, I'm going to conduct myself out there when I'm around sinners in the world. I'm going to conduct my life with a little bit of dignity. Why? I hey, Listen, I work, I work with the... Uh, with teenagers all the time, and I hear I hear it all the time, especially when you 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 got a whole busload of um, uh, uh, football players or uh, or uh, uh, the band or something else taking them go somewhere to another school. You hear them back there talking, say, "All right, amen. Let's get ship shaped now, because we got it's time to represent. It's time to represent. My God, Hallelujah! We got people representing schools. We got them representing this and representing that. When is it we're going?" To represent God, my Lord, hallelujah, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Glory to God. Stand up and act like you somebody. Act like you've been saved. Act like you've been forgiven. Don't mingle with the world and bring shame to your daddy. represent heaven. I'm an ambassador of heaven. My citizenship is in heaven. Hallelujah. Glory to God. There's a world of people out here living in darkness who's looking for somebody to give them hope. But everywhere they look, all they see is people doing the same thing they're doing. All they're doing is seeing people going the same places they're going. Hallelujah. Man, it's already started heated up. Hot weather. And then buses. Hot. One day, we're sitting. <laughs> there was weather forecast talking about how hot it was going to get on up in the 80s. One of them lady bus drivers was sitting there. There's a group of bus drivers waiting for school to get out. I said, well, I guess tomorrow, Mr. Sam, it's going to be real hot on the bus. I guess you're going to come. You'll come in here driving and wearing a pair of them shorts tomorrow, won't you, Mr. Sam? <laughs> first thing, first thing. I'm a fat man, and I've got enough sense to realize a fat man don't look good in shorts. <laughs> Second thing, I'm a child of the king. Hallelujah. I'm representing heaven. 
And there's people watching me to see if I'm going to dress like everybody else. When I told you a while ago when I used to work work uh, as a mechanic for a living, amen, I, work, I used to work at a, at, a, at a station out in Mount Juliet many years ago that was two bay of bays and there was another mechanic over there. And because we're trying to get everything out fast, you know, we, we buy those air ratchets. And uh, I never will forget the first one I bought. you got to learn how to use them. You, you, you plug in that air hose, that thing, and you clamp down on that handle, and you got the other end of it on, on the nut, and you don't know how to hold that thing. It's going to carry your hand between something, and you're going to get mashed. Another guy all the time, you can hear him mashing his fingers, letting out all kind of choice words. Slinging wrenches. <laughs> Sometimes I have to dodge. <sighs> every time, every time I'd mash my finger, get mashing you, and you do it a lot. Holler an hour. Thank you, Jesus, or something. He'd be over at the next base. Come on, preacher. Go ahead and say it. You're thinking it. I says, no, sir. I says, I know I can't prove it to you. I says, but it didn't cross my mind. Because God took it out of there a long time ago. There were times, there was a time that I used to do that. But I, I've grown just a little bit enough in the Lord. See, I'm representing something. I'm representing something. I worked with that man for two years. And then I got the word that my father passed away. And so we went to the cemetery, to the funeral home out there, Woodlawn, where he was at. And different people coming in. I looked down the hall. There came Rick with his wife. And this man, he was in a he was in a suit and tie, and he walked up. And before he could say anything, his wife spoke up, and she says, "I don't know what kind of influence you got on my husband, but he went out and bought a suit and tie, something he don't ever wear, so he could show respect to you when he comes to see your father." <laughs> I'm not talking about worried about whether you're going to go to hell or not, but I'm talking about worried about whether you represent the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and people watch your life. I've told this before. I'm sorry. I'm not. I don't, I'm not doing this. I'm. I'm telling this. I'm telling this story to magnify God, not myself. We had another school bus driver, a man, a supposedly preacher. And a group of the school bus drivers decided to pool their resources put in money into a pot every every payday 
and, and go down and buy some lottery tickets. And uh, this, this preacher was the one who was picked to take their money every payday and go buy their lottery numbers. I watched them. I never did say anything. They never did one time come to me and ask if I wanted in because they knew what the answer was going to be. And I talked to this guy and be friends with him, and I even discussed scripture with him and everything, be friendly as I can be. Not trying to condemn him, whatever, because, you know, Jesus Christ himself says, I didn't come to condemn the world. We might win some more people if we'd be less condemning. Come on. But my representation, by not saying nothing, one day the group of drivers who were talking about things that the other preacher wasn't around and I, I, I was just walking up. I was, I was just walking up to him. And somebody mentioned about the other guy being a preacher. And one of those drivers says, no. said, he's not no preacher. He pointed the finger at me. He said, that's the preacher. I don't, I don't judge everything whether or not this will send me to hell or not or how close, how close to the world I can live and still be right with God. I don't try to evaluate things. I think about who I represent. And it's all about Him. It's all about Jesus. Hallelujah. God forbid that I bring reproach against His name. Hallelujah. I'm, i got to bring this to a close. God of living. The Holy Ghost has given us everything we need to do. You d- listen. Oh, hallelujah. Church, you don't need more of God. Sometimes people go, oh, I want more of God. Oh, I want more of the Holy Ghost. You don't need more of God. You don't need more of the Holy Ghost in your life. You need to appropriate what He's already given you through the new birth. When you got saved, He's already got given you a whole lot more than you'll ever come close to using. Why you want to be hollering, I want more of this and more of that, when you, you, don't, you ain't using proper what He's already given you. My, my, my. The children of God put him to shame when they have been called out from the world, yet continue to live like those who have never been called out or touched by God. Hallelujah. If you watch the lives of the royal family in England, you know those I'm talking about, Prince William and Harry and all those royalty over in England, 
If you watch their lives and what they do, you'll notice they follow a certain protocol and demeanor as not to disgrace the throne of the royal family. In other words, they get up every day and they live every day of their life like royalty. We used to sing the old song, Oh, yes, oh, yes. I'm a child of the king. His royal blood now flows through my veins. If that be the case, why aren't we concerned how we live in this world? Why aren't we concerned how the others are watching us? Around where you work, if a tragedy strikes and they need somebody to come pray, have you been representing who you are and who, who you belong to well enough that the people you work to will have enough faith to call on you to pray? But see, folks, there's an ever-growing segment in the church who never thinks about what God has called them to and how they should live to please God and not themselves. Hallelujah. I heard a song on the radio the other day. I thought, my Lord, there is so much false doctrine being not being preached but being sung by a lot of this new music today. And a lot of the young people especially are getting caught up in it and swept away by it because they don't have the wisdom to understand that it's not Scripture. Somebody just pinned on some paper some words that come together and rhyme good and sound good with music. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. It's not about your, you. It's not about to please yourself. Hallelujah. This one song... Uh, one phrase in the song, I got the freedom to be me. It's false teaching. And thousands upon thousands of youth get together in supposedly gospel concerts and the group sing it. I got the freedom to be me. If you believe in the book, you don't. The Bible says you are not your own. You are bought with a price. Hallelujah. And I'll tell you right now, if I, as pastor of the church, if I had a group come in here and start singing something like that, I wouldn't have a problem in the world hesitating to set them down. I wouldn't allow a false preacher to get up here and tell you a bunch of garbage. You don't have the freedom to be you. You are not your own. You're a bow with a prize. Hallelujah. Paul, a servant. Uh, we, that word, just because the Bible says servant, we don't understand it. It means slave. The Greek word is doulos. And it means a bond slave. Hallelujah. I'm free in Jesus. Yes, I understand I'm free in Jesus. But the Bible says the steps of a good man is ordered by the Lord. Hallelujah. We have to be careful what we listen to and what we allow in our spirits. 
Some people condemn the grand old opera and some of that song down there, but man, there's some songs today passed as gospel music. It's a bunch of junk. Hallelujah. The key to living godly is in the presenting yourself totally to Christ and stop sacrificing your body to the altar of the world. Do you realize that's what we do a lot of times and we don't know it? We present our bodies as sacrificed on an altar of the world. One last scripture, and I'm going to close. Romans 12, 1 and 2. I can quote it, and many in here can quote it. I beseech you, I beg you, I plead with you. Therefore, brethren... Brethren, that's an interesting term. He ain't talking to sinners. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not confused. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. It's been many years since I preached that message about distinguishing between the permissive and the perfect will of God. Do you know everything that happens all falls under the will of God? I mean, stop and think about it. He's got all power. But His will is divided between permissive and perfect. And I want to live in His perfect will, not His permissive will. Let me give you an example. The Bible teaches that God is not willing that any should perish. His perfect will is that everybody gets saved. His perfect will is that everybody can make it to heaven. But guess what? If you insist on not following Him, if you insist after going your own way, even though it's His perfect will for you to be saved, He'll permit you to choose for yourself and be lost. My, my. You've got what you need today. Don't look for anything else. Don't go nowhere else. Everything you need, God has got it. You've all, it's in your possession. If you have the Spirit of God, it's in your possession. you just got to learn how to use it. You've got to learn how to appropriate it. Let's everybody stand. If the Lord has spoken to anybody here today and you need to talk with Him a little bit,